there. Welcome to week six, episode six of the Intermittent Fasting Journal podcast. I am so excited to bring you my week six results and some teaching today on intermittent fasting, uh, daily intermittent fasting, that is, where I discuss uh, the one meal a day OMAD approach uh, of or a window, a daily window of fasting for 16 plus hours and eating in eight hours or fewer. So uh, as I said, this is week six. So I am actually the second week post vacation. So uh, I have some amazing results to share with you as far as just the differences in uh, how I feel with intermittent fasting following a vacation versus uh, coming home from vacation and the other efforts throughout the years of, like I said before, 41 years of dieting. Um, so anyway, I'm excited. So uh, first of all, I'm going to go through my four areas, just like I always do. And the first one is what I did. So uh, this week, I added the app called Zero. And um, Zero is a fasting app. And it is just super, super, super simple. I mean, if you've, if you've ever used any kind of app for uh, uh, counting your calories, your fat grams, your, your carbohydrates, um, anything like that, this will be simple. You literally push start fast. You literally push stop fast. How easy is that? I am all about simple. Um, most of you know by now that I have, that I homeschooled for 32 years, seven children. They are now between the ages of 19 and 35 next week. And uh, so I'm all about simple. I've done the challenging. I've done the difficult. I've done the hard. And I I loved it and I'm glad I did. But now stop fasting, start fasting. <laughs> I'm all about the simple. So um, it is easier. Uh, one of the reasons I wanted to add it is because it is easier to change your window. So if you are looking at uh, doing what I have been uh, having success with and enjoying, and that is changing my eating window and my fasting window based on that day schedule, which is so cool. The flexibility with intermittent fasting is amazing. So if you are looking at um, that idea, then an app is really helpful. Uh, if you are the kind of person who you're going to have your window from six to nine every evening or from three to seven every afternoon or whatever, and you're never going to deviate from that, then an app might not be that big of a deal for you. Um, there are some other benefits to the app as well uh, that I'll get into in just a little bit. But uh, I also like it because it keeps track of my averages. So I'm trying to stay at 20 hours of fasting average per day. And um, so with that kind of result, that kind of uh, mathematical <laughs> formula going on there, I don't have to deal at all. It's just right there. It averages it for me. So what it does is it shows the last few days or last maybe 10 days. It's, it's long. It's either 7 to 12 days that it shows. And then it has an average for those days of your fasting hours. And so that makes it nice if, um, like, I wanted, like I like to average at least 20 hours. So um, that way I can see, like, okay, if I do an 16-8 on the weekend or I do an 18-6 on a holiday or something like that, um, how much is that bringing my average down and I, is that going to keep me from getting my 20 hours of fasting average in? So I really like that. 
And, and with that, I am on what I would call a completely varied uh, fasting schedule now as of week six. So this means that um, I count my fasting window and my eating window, which I, the app just does my fasting window. But um, I know by looking at the app how many hours I've been eating, how many hours I fasted. It, is, it has a countdown, a count up. It's very, very cool. Um, so you just go on the app and you see where you're at as far as your hours. And so with that, I know, you know, obviously if I came out with an average of 20 hours a week in that seven day or 10 day period, 20 hours of fasting, then I know I ate for four. Um, so that, that is really cool. Um, uh, really nice to be able to do the varied eating windows. So, uh, with that, Make a note here. With that, um, you if you want a varied eating window, and I talked about this in the last episode, if you want a varied eating window where you plan your fasting based on your schedule tomorrow, so or, or today, but I always look at it tomorrow. So um, if you want that, you have to kind of juggle it so that you are keeping track of your fasting window and your eating window. Let me give you an example of that. Um, tomorrow. Uh, I am going to, it's it's like eat out all the time lately. I don't know, it's just, I've never eaten out this much before because on low carb, you know, it's always like, no, I can't eat out. No, I can't eat out, you know. Uh, no, I don't want to be tempted to eat a potato or a roll or whatever. Um, this is just revolutionary. It really is. <laughs> so especially to lose weight while I'm doing it, you know, it's unbelievable. And to feel so good. You know, uh, used to be if I ate, over 100 carbs for more than maybe four or five days, I would, you know, not feel so great um, because of my um, prediabetes, my carbohydrate intolerance. But now the fasting window with the ketosis during that time, I just feel really good all the time, even if I do, as, as long as I don't overeat. There have been some times, I'm going to talk about indulging in just a second. There have been some times when I overindulged. It didn't feel so great. But generally speaking, uh, you just feel really, really great. But let me give you a good example about the varied eating window and why you want to plan like for the next day today. So um, with this, um, I am going, for example, uh, out for a uh, end of the semester uh, my kids and I, some of us do this at the end of a semester, like a little celebration for the end of the semester because we teach um, homeschool students, lots and lots and lots of students. And uh, so we go out. And so tomorrow night, we're going to go out at 730. Well, that is way later than than is really, really good for me for Friday, because Friday is my daughter's 30th birthday. And so some of us are doing a lunch and a mani-pedi. Uh, that afternoon. And so with that, normally what I would do with that 1.30 lunch on Friday is I would have, I would just push my window up the day before so that I am done eating by at least 9.30, 30, 10.30, 11.30, 12.30, 1.30, so that no matter what, I always have a 16-hour feasting window. Now, tomorrow night, we're eating at 7.30, so that's going to be a little bit challenging, and I'm going to probably have my, one of my like my second or third uh, day in the whole six weeks of fasting that I have not done a 16 hour window. So that is why you, I plan my fasting window and my eating window. So what I would do is with going out tomorrow night, so late in the evening, 730, um, I would have just a short window, like 730 to 830, or 
maybe I'll have a snack at five or something, but my window will be closed at 8.30. And then the next day I would plan to eat a little bit later again. So that is why I like looking at the fasting window and the feasting window, the eating window. It makes it, I don't like to call it a feasting window just because I don't like the connotations of um, feasting is celebratory and I like that, but I don't like the connotations of feasting being uh, binging. And I feel like that's, I don't know, that's what I feel like when I say feasting. So I call it an eating window. Um, I do love Jen Stevens' book, Feast with, Feasting Without Fear. I think that's really, really great. But on a daily basis, I don't like to call it feasting. It's just a personal thing. <laughs> so I call it a fasting window and an eating window. Um, and, you know, some people don't even call it fasting at all. They call it time-restricted eating. I've been listening to some um, videos by some doctors on that. Super, super interesting. Uh, they call it time-restricted eating. So um, anyway, with that, when I'm varying my windows like this, I do look at both, and I plan for the next day. So I will look like like today. I would say, okay, I am going to eat, you know, not eat until 7.30 tomorrow night. I mean, even if I have like some a salad or some cheese and crackers or something for a snack before I go out to eat, I'm still not going to open my window before 5.30 or 6 o'clock. Uh, for one thing, I teach for nine hours on that day. So I just I don't even bother eating when I'm doing that because I have a built in coping mechanism of busyness. Right. I'll talk about coping mechanisms in just a minute, too. And so. Um, with that, I would say, okay, I'm not eating until 7.30 tomorrow night. I'm going to open my window at 5.30. I'll eat from 5.30 to 8.30. I'll be done at 8.30, da-da-da-da-da. I would look at that, and then I would plan today based on that. So knowing that I'm not going to open my window until 5.30 tomorrow at the very, very earliest, then I would say, okay, well, I can either – you know, do my do my thing today where I have, you know, a four to seven eating window or a five to eight. And then I have like a 20 hour fast or I could do something where, you know, if I'm feeling, you know, if I have the hours under my belt, which I do because I stopped really early last night eating. If I have the, the fasting under my belt, I could open it earlier today and close it earlier and just have a really long window fasting window tomorrow. Um, keeping in mind again, and I talked about this last week too, that it's not just the um, diminishing of calories that you're looking at with fasting. If, if all we were doing was just trying to make us eat in a small amount of time, so we won't eat very much. So we'll eat fewer calories. Then we can do anything, right? Talked about that before too. There's no reason to fast if that's the case. That's not what we're looking at. We're looking at what happens during the fasting window. During the fasting window, after 12, 14, sometimes up to 16 hours, depending on how much you ate the previous eating window and what, what you ate the previous eating window, we're looking at this 12-hour uh, mark, 14-hour mark, whatever. We're looking at our bodies going into ketosis and starting to burn ketones and our body fat as opposed to burning um, uh, what we're eating. And so it turns our body into a fat burning machine, so to speak. And so with that, I like to extend 20 hours, 21 hours, anytime I can, because I know that every hour that I keep fasting, it's not just a matter of, well, I'll just have a handful of nuts because I'm so hungry. You know, I'll just kind of, I'll do that. Um, or I'll have a piece of toast or something really small, you know, 100 calories just to, you know, keep me from, keep me in the fast longer. 
but it's not just that you want to stop your metabolism stop your digestion stop your insulin release during that period of time and so uh, it's not just a matter of I'm eating fewer calories because my window's short because let's face it you can eat a ton in a short amount of time I mean, you stop and think about some of the most calorie dense foods that people eat I'm thinking of pie you know, like six or hundred, you know, six hundred calories a slice or something, or um, like a blizzard, something like that, where you have this ice cream packed in, and then you have, you know, stuff put in it that's very calorie dense. Um, I'm thinking of like bulletproof coffee. You know, you can have six hundred calories in a bulletproof coffee, and that's, you know, you're having a mug of coffee and you're using six hundred calories. And if you're an average woman, you probably don't need much more than 16 or 1800 calories to sustain your weight. So you're having that's those are very calorie dense. So we can eat a lot in a short time. So we need to get it out of our heads that we are thinking about our eating window as being calorie restriction, because we're not just after calorie restriction. We are after the fat burning uh, mechanisms that IF uh, allots for us or, or provides for us. So that's really important. Um, so also, I talked about this before, too, that um, with that, being able to eat so many calories in that period of time, um, we have to understand that the longer our eating window, yeah, that does make our fasting window shorter, right? So we're in fat burning for a less for a shorter period of time. But also we have to look at the eating window and say, you know what, the longer my eating window gets, the more opportunities I have to overeat, right? I know it sounds a little bit contradictory to what I just said, but it's not because yes, we do want a short eating window to, um, to have a long fasting window to burn our body's fat for fuel, but we also have to be realistic and understand that there's an element of calorie in, calorie out that none of us can escape in this life. And while um, restricting calories and counting calories does not work for the long haul, right? And you just have to go lower and lower and lower. I think about the other time I lost 80 pounds. I've lost 80 pounds the last few years. The last time I lost 80 pounds, um, 25 years ago, I was all the way down to 800 calories a day by the end of it. I was on a calorie restricted and I started out with 1600 calories, 30 fat grams, kept having to go lower and lower and lower until I was literally eating 800 calories to maintain that 80 pound loss. And of course, the rest is history, just like it always is when you do that, right? Because you gain it back plus. So, um, so the, the shorter the window, yes, that's true. Um, while we can eat a lot in, a, in an hour, um, we're not going to eat as much in one hour, generally speaking, as we would in six or eight hours. And so with that, what I have found is that my 16-8 uh, fasting windows on the weekend, um, going from, you know, 19 or 20 or 21 hours of fasting during the weekdays and then having a 16-hour fast and an eight-hour eating window on the weekend, that was really providing too many opportunities for me to eat. It's just too much. So, you know, when, when you think about 16-8, you're really going to have two full meals in there probably. And sometimes that's why we do it, right? We want a lunch and we want a dinner because maybe we have a day away or something like that. Or maybe we have a lunch out and a family dinner. So we want two meals, which 
that's one nice thing about fasting is that we can be very flexible in our schedules. And 16-8 will still give us a lot of health benefits and will still help us control ourselves greatly. But doing too many 16-8s for me causes me not to lose weight. So um, I am definitely uh, working on uh, not having very many 16-8s. And that's another reason why I'm looking at my averages. So I just want to average at 20, 21 hour fast. Um, probably not 21, probably 20 uh, hour fast. All right, and also I have in the note, show notes that uh, an article, I mean another video I made called Three Surefire Ways to Lose Weight, Surefire Ways to Lose Weight, that talks more about this concept. All right, on to my results. So I lost weight again, so I lost another pound, and that is five and a half pounds in six weeks, which, you know, a lot of people wouldn't be happy with that. Um, I'm got another video coming up, called uh, is IF weight loss upside down because a lot of people lose weight with IF better later than they do in the beginning which is really funny because every other diet is just the opposite you lose so much right off the bat I can do this forever I'm, I'm losing weight I'm, I'm losing so fast you know my body is just dropping pounds you know I know some of it was water weight but I'm losing a lot and I'm losing really fast and you might have like a three or four pound weight gain loss the first week, two or three the second, two or three the third, one or two, 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 one, and then you start losing less. But with intermittent fasting, for a lot of reasons that I have in that video um, called Is Intermittent Fasting Weight Loss Upside Down, um, the, for a lot of reasons, you actually might not lose as much at first until you're fat adapted. And so with that, your body has to, you know, be burning your fat stores. And if you have a lot in your glycogen stores, it doesn't burn. It doesn't go into fat burning yet. And so um, anyway, so uh, five and a half pounds might not sound like a lot on a new diet, so to speak. You might be thinking, well, you know, new diet. I always lose, you know, 10 pounds the first month on a new diet or whatever. Um, for one thing, I, I am only trying right now to lose. Um, when I started this 30 more pounds. So um, that puts me now at 24 pounds or something like that left to lose um, based on what I think I can maintain. Now, I'm not going to stop losing if intermittent fasting continues to help me lose, you know, on down by any by any means, because um, this is a new lifestyle. Right. So um, I will say another thing about that weight loss of five and a half pounds in six weeks is that you'll remember my week four podcast episode talked all about my vacation. And I will have to say I've never been, you know, two weeks or, you know, a week out. This would have been the beginning of week six, a week out from a vacation and and uh, been at the point where I wasn't scrambling to try to recoup the losses that I gained during vacation, that I wasn't scrambling to try to get back onto some kind of program because vacation sets you off where you eat things that are not on your diet. If you are doing, you know, low carb or keto or paleo or low fat or low calorie, it, um, it, it sets you off to where it's so hard to get back on. So when you think about the beginning of week six, that was only one week after my after I was home from my vacation, and I've never been one week home from vacation and not still trying to recover from vacation in terms of weight gain, still trying to lose what I gained over vacation, 
and in terms of trying to get control of my eating again. And so with that, the five and a half pounds is, is amazing because at the end of week six, I've lost five and a half pounds in six weeks of intermittent fasting and one week of vacation two desserts a day. <laughs> so, wow, right? Okay, so that's really amazing. I'm also really listening to my body and working on control. So, there's a there's a um there's a line, a fine line there between, you know, listening to your body and working on self-control because at first in the first 3 2 3 4 weeks of intermittent fasting, you kind of don't feel like you have a lot of control when you're in your eating window. At least this is typical. And so, um, you know, you, you, when I say listen to your body, you have to be careful because at first your body is confused. <laughs> and it's not really going to um, gonna really tell you a lot of good things about what to eat because you're still going to be, um, you know, for a number of reasons, you're still going to be enjoying newfound freedoms and you're also still going to be uh, uh, emptying your glycogen stores and you're not fat adapted yet. And so a lot of things are going on. Um, but with me at this point, result wise, um, hunger does not come until the 14 hour mark. I, I that's and that's really, really great. Um, I mean, I don't feel any hunger until the 14 hour mark. If I ever. Um, really, most of the time before the 16-hour mark, if I just feel compelled to just eat, um, it is usually not hunger. It's usually either, you know, boredom because I work from home and I have a lot, lot, lot to do. But I go from, you know, I go from this desk to the dining room table, back into my room to write for a while, back out to the dining room table to answer emails, back over here to the desk to make a video. And... It, it just gets a little bit, I'm all by myself for, you know, on my big work day, I'm all by myself, you know, for eight hours working, nine hours, and food is everywhere, right? <laughs> and so it would be out of boredom, it wouldn't be out of hunger during that time. But um, between 14 and 20 hours, I do feel some hunger still, even now at the 16 hour, 16, six week mark. So I'm going to give you some coping techniques in just a minute. Um, another thing, another result of this week six is that now I'm not using fasting as a free for all very much during my eating window. And, uh, you know, I talked about just a second ago how, uh, you know, you're not fat adapted, but there's something that takes place between week three and four called appetite correction. And I want to see if I have in the show notes. Um, it's called, the book is called, um, AC, Appetite Correction. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, let me make myself a note here. Um, it is, um, and it talks about how once you have fasted for uh, a period of time, that your uh, body starts to get uh, appetite correction. And so this means that during the day, you'll stop getting hungry. And uh, also means that in the evening, you'll start to feel full whenever you um uh whenever you your body's done eating and it'll happen your body your appetite will be corrected in that it won't you won't get carried away with it and so during the first three or four weeks especially people who have been so um in bondage to calorie counting carb counting and so forth 
they they just eat and eat and eat during their eating window and they just eat candy and cakes and potato chips and things like that because let's face it they've had a lot of deprivation just a ton of deprivation and um so during those early days people are wondering this is not going to work i'm too hungry during my eating window i eat everything inside I'm eating badly. I'm I'm eating things that are so bad for me and I didn't used to eat this badly and you know back when I was counting or back when I was you know measuring or whatever. Um but really it appetite correction does set in if you give it time. And so that's what's result wise that's what's happening now that it's not a free for all for me as much. And so it's not like I'm just opening my window and just going crazy. Um uh you know going to the gas station and getting donuts and eating, you know, too many cupcakes, bags of M&Ms, stuff like that. Things are definitely corrected in that way. And that will happen for you too if you stick with it. So, all right. Now what I learned, I, I kind of have a little bit of a problem in that I am uh, a teacher <laughs> and um, I teach all the time. I, I can't stop teaching. I cannot control myself. I teach Anytime somebody asks me a question, I want to help the person see it in a different way, make a connection, do whatever it does so that it becomes a part of that person, not just my kids, students, not just my children's students, not just my uh, network marketing team, but everybody. And so it's really hard for me to tell what I did and my results without going into what I learned. So anyway, there you go. All right. So moving into point three, what I learned. Um, Again, that OMAD, one meal a day, um, whether that is 19, 5, 20, 22, 2, whatever, whatever your OMAD might be. Um, aren't you glad I'm a language arts teacher and not a math teacher? <laughs> I am really glad for that. <laughs> um, whatever it is, it is doable for the rest of my life. That's I, I keep learning that and it keeps on becoming more and more real to me how true that is. And so I'm so excited after trying so hard to make, you know, really low carb uh, eating a way of life and that didn't work. I'm just really, really excited about that. All right, so I'm continuing my low carb three days a week, um, and you can find out. Uh, I don't. You might be on YouTube. You might be on the Intermittent Fasting Facebook group, the Intermittent Fasting Journal Facebook group. Right now, seeing this or hearing this, you might be on Donna Reese blog, seeing this. But at Donna Reese blog, I do have a lot of low carb recipes. And I'm going to put the new recipes up there that go with the intermittent fasting startup charts that are going to be available January 2nd. So um, uh, you can get uh, low carb recipes there. So I am doing the three days a week of low carb. And uh, one of the reasons I like to do this is because, uh, as I just mentioned before, when you uh, empty your glycogen stores, so whatever you've eaten, uh, that has turned to glycogen. So whatever is not fat, mostly, um, protein does, does actually go there as well, the way I understand it. I'm trying to get all this, these, um, technicalities learned and figured out, reading everything in sight, listening to everything I can listen to so that I can help you learn. But, 
uh, your glycogen stores, they get emptied and then you burn your body fat. So one of the ways that you can burn your, get, get into burning glycogen quicker, there are a few ways. One is exercising. Um, another way is um, by eating keto um, or very low carb. Those are all ways that you can get your body to burn its own fat. Now, some people do IF with keto, so that's very, very common. Um, but I'm not wanting to do keto. That's what I want to get away from. I don't want to do keto all the time. Uh, however, I do realize the benefits that some keto or short or uh, low carb eating will lead to getting into my getting uh, getting my glycogen stores depleted faster and going into fat burning. And so with that, uh, the, I like to do if I can, my three days of low carb eating, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, so that I go into ketosis faster, so that my fasting is more effective later on as the week goes on. And so my, if you like would go, if you do uh, like an hour of hard exercise, you can deplete your glycogen stores and go right into fat burning. If you um, eat low carb, I'm saying under 50 carbs a day in that day, um, some people have to go as low as 20 to 30, but I'm saying just under 50 carbs for that day in your eating window, then you will go into ketosis faster because you, you will use up your glycogen stores, but you won't replace them because you don't have very many carbs. So then the next day you go into fat burning faster. The next day you go into fat burning faster. And so with that, I like to use a combination of low carb slash keto for a couple of days a week to put my body into ketosis faster and sooner. Also to counteract the longer windows that I might have, uh, like when I'm having lunch and a dinner for some strange reason and I have a six hour window or a seven hour window or an eight hour eating window, a holiday, whatever it might be. It count, I feel like it counteracts that as well. So, um, you know, there are some things to, to think about with low carb, but that is why I'm doing that. Um, again, it's not hard to do two or three or four days of low carb in any given week because it's short term deprivation, just like intermittent fasting in general. That's an amazing thing about intermittent fasting. And I really feel like it's key for so many of us who have just, you know, suffered through so many eating plans for so many years of trying to get to a healthy and um you know, a healthy weight and a weight that weight and size that we want to be in terms of our appearance, then, um, you know, intermittent fasting is short term deprivation, right? So I can do anything for 20 hours a day because tonight I'm going to have whatever, right? And again, this isn't a, an excuse or a, a license for free for all. But it is a license to be normal sometimes, right? And, and I guess when people say, well, that, you know, that's just so you can eat whatever you want. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much why a lot of people want to do intermittent fasting because they're tired of all the deprivation. They're tired of all the rules. They're tired of all the counting. They're tired of all the measuring. They're tired of all the, I can't eat that. I have my bag. Oh my word. I was so sick of that. I even have blog posts at the blog about how to pack your bag so that you can always be ready all the time to eat what you're allowed to eat. And, and quite frankly, I don't want to do that anymore. 
right? If you want to do that, or if you want to do keto or low carb with intermittent fasting, you'll get amazing results, fast, fast results, but you don't have to either. So anyway, my, my two or three or four days of low carb um, does really help, um, help me with longer eating windows on the weekends or, um, you know, eating cupcakes at my grandbaby's birthday party, eating peanut M&Ms at the theater, popcorn at the theater, um, you know, just normal things, not gluttonous, not gluttonous things, not binging things, just normal things. Um, so uh, thinking of eating window in three separate parts. So um, actually, I'm going to talk about this next time. So I'm going to put this in next in next week's podcast because this one's getting long. All right. Um, so that is, in a nutshell, uh, what I've learned <laughs> and what my results have been. And um, uh, what I've been doing. So I'm going to switch gears here, and I'm going to tell you now that I'm going into section four of the podcast. So section four is when I talk about supplementation with intermittent fasting. So as I said, uh, this intermittent fasting journal is not just about plexus. It is about helping people find what I am finding and what I am learning and to get health and weight loss and look the way you want to look and feel the way you want to feel. And I'm so excited to be able to offer that uh, to you um, just as a teacher and as a fellow uh, uh, lifelong uh, weight management traveler <laughs> on this journey of weight loss and weight management. Um, but when I do start talking about my supplementation, I tell you ahead of time so you can turn me off or you can stay on if you'd like. All right. Um, I talked last week about the three main plexus products for weight loss. Uh, the pink drink balances blood sugar, controls your cravings, reduces your appetite. The prebiotics in it are called um, uh, XOS. And if you, um, XOS increases your acromancia. And I don't want to get too technical, but if you Google um, rats with acromancia, if you just Google those terms together, rats with acromancia, you will uh, see the difference between rats that had their acromancia increased and rats that did not. It's startling <laughs> um, because acromancia plays a huge role in our metabolism. And so uh, Plexus Slim has the prebiotic XOS, um, xyloilosaccharides, and xyloiligosaccharides. Sorry about that. That's why we call it XOS. And it increases acromancia. Acromancia boosts our metabolism. And that's why a lot of times if you've heard people on Plexus, they, they lose weight. They really, really burn fat. It's, it's like Plexus Slim and intermittent fasting, a marriage made in heaven, because they both do similar things for us. And Slim helps it happen faster and curbs your cravings while it's happening. So um, it's it's really great for intermittent fasting. I also talked about how some people don't like to drink anything with any flavoring, uh, like fruit flavoring or stevia. Slim has five calories. It does have stevia and it has natural flavorings. All Plexus products are natural, but it does not uh, cause a um, an insulin response to me. So I drink it during my fast. Some people wait and drink it uh, when they're in their eating window. All right. And so then I talked about the two other products, which are um, fat accelerants, Boost, 
uh, is also an appetite suppressant and it's a capsule and it has the equivalent of one cup of caffeine uh, of ca a caffeinated coffee in it and you can take two of those a day so like for me I'm not a coffee drinker so I just take my um, Plexus products the slim doesn't have caffeine in it you can take it anytime but boost and accelerator both have the equivalent of one cup of natural caffeine of one cup of coffee in natural caffeine and so two of those is like drinking two cups of coffee without having to drink coffee because I hate coffee and so um, I get the benefits of caffeine so if you're looking for caffeine but you don't want to drink coffee or tea um, boost or accelerator is the other product that I talked about last week so briefly I'm going to talk about another product this week which is called block and block is our carbohydrate blocker I know actually uh, Jen and Melanie just talked about carbohydrate blockers on um, a podcast recently that was really interesting um, but uh, because Plexus all of Plexus products are natural so they are all um, plant-based so you're not going to have any kind of unnatural carb blocker you know I know um, Jen and Melanie talked about those that were like available uh, Alvia 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 I can't remember what it was called. There were there's something, Olivia. I can't remember. There's something at Walmart and places like that that you could get that was a fat blocker. And as soon as you took it, you had to run and have diarrhea. It was horrible. Um, so anyway, if you've been thinking, if you hear carb blocker and you automatically think of something like that fat blocker or some other uh, unnatural carb blocker, I want to put your mind at ease that it is completely plant-based. So you won't have to worry about that happening now could it give you diarrhea it could give you diarrhea if you take two of them and don't eat carbs okay I mean it's for it's for carb blocking that happened to me before I was planning to have a carby meal took two of them ended up not being able to eat when I thought I was going to eat and so on and so forth and then when I did eat I ate low carb and so it is a carb blocker <laughs> and so um, if you don't have any carbs you know you don't want to take it so it blocks 48% of the carbohydrates in your next meal so uh, this is really good for those who are transitioning from a low carb diet to intermittent fasting and they are fearful of carbs there we have villainized carbohydrates in the low carb world so badly that they're you know they're just you know everybody that people are often fearful of carbohydrates so they're good for those people they're good for eating out nights pizza night taco night movie night with popcorn whatever uh, if you aren't used to eating you know 60 or 80 carbs in one sitting like that or you're going to Texas Roadhouse and you want to have two rolls that's 60 carbs in just those two rolls let alone your baked potato this is a good those are good times for this um, carb blocker called block uh, there uh, I personally don't eat enough carbs to take block twice a day two two capsules each so some people recommend that you take one in the morning and one at night just to help with continuous weight loss and uh, carb blocking and that you take two right before right with your meal it's fast activating so you want to take it as soon as you're eating just right at that moment um, it doesn't have any caffeine so you don't have to worry about what time of day you take it uh, and I will say that in addition to blocking 48% of the carbohydrates in your next meal um, it also makes you feel full uh, quicker so if you are trying to speed up the appetite correction process or you just really don't feel like you're getting a handle on your eating window and you're still feeling like you're eating too much um, 
it can help with that, with a, 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 a satiety feeling, uh, more um, actually that your stomach is full. And I uh, have a sister who had um, bypass surgery, so I tease her that I take block, and it's like my bypass. I don't have to have the surgery. I just take my block, and it blocks my carbohydrates. It fills my stomach up. Um, it has white kidney bean, and that is one of the reasons why you feel full quicker. Um, all natural ingredients. So that is the block. So the, those are the four directly related weight loss products, the pink drink, Plexus Slim, Boost and Accelerator, and then Block. Um, I'm going to talk about Triplex in upcoming episodes, and it is also clinically proven um, to help with weight loss. Um, but those are our four that, you know, this does this for weight loss, blocks calorie, blocks carbs, uh, decreases appetite, boosts metabolism, those type of things. Okay, and lastly, I'm going to talk about my free Plexus coaching group. It's free, but you have to buy Plexus. So in that way, the intermittent fasting group, my blog, these podcasts, all of those things are free. Um, but I am starting January 2nd, an intermittent fasting coaching group. And uh, in that coaching group, you will have a um, monthly call with me one-on-one. Um, -on -one. And you will have, we will have a weekly call. It'll be a, a Zoom video where we can see each other and talk. Um, a weekly one as a group. And um, then you also get the IF startup charts that are going to be available January 2nd, which those are available to everybody. But then in addition, as I write my intermittent fasting journal book, you'll get the chapters of that. Um, those, those chapters will be coming um, in January, and you'll get those for free as the book is written, as well as the calls and so forth, and a private Facebook group. So um, you just have to order $100 in PV, either as a customer of mine, a preferred customer of mine, or an ambassador, uh, which means you're just going to get wholesale pricing. So uh, that will be available starting January 2nd. That's just around the corner, uh, less than two weeks away. So I'm getting things together for that and anxious to help people start their intermittent fasting journey, journey with Plexus if that's what you want. So thanks so much for joining me for the, this sixth episode of the Intermittent Fasting Journal podcast. And I will be back in a week with more info. And you can visit DonnaReach.com for articles and um, some slideshows and videos and things in the meantime. Thanks a lot.